Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. December 16th, 2020. Covering things in chocolate, regaining sanity, destroying the tea, and Advent. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a daily show, even though it technically isn't every day. It is barely edited and sometimes offensive. It is a good show. Some might even call it awesome. If you are friends with someone who doesn't think this show is awesome, you deserve better friends. Hello. Good day. It is a good day. It is, despite the fact that behind us is a torrential downpour of snow. It's snowing again, and it's been snowing all day. All day, and very uncharacteristic for Oklahoma. These are, are big, billowy flakes that actually stick as snow instead of just weird sleet or something that melts. It's a, it's a legit what are... Our more northerly located listeners would know as snow. It's true. This is extremely unusual for Oklahoma. We had a real dicey time just driving over to pick up Nico from his day school. Yep. But because road crews here yeah. are kind of the scourge of the road crew community. They are. No offense to the individuals. No. It's not their fault. They're poorly outfitted. It's our city infrastructure. We're not meant for this. And we already had one snow shower on we Sunday. Had, we had the ice storm. Then we got the snow. And then it didn't. And then it snowed again. We were discussing this earlier. At this point, I really feel like the city is has taken the perspective of, hey, we've already spent, <laughs> spent it all, the brothers. budget we had for things. You go, penny. you figure it out. Yeah, y'all have to figure out the roads on your own now. Yes, our monies are gone, and I'm not even kidding about that. I mm-hmm. think that's why there haven't been road crews out. Also, right, nothing. Well, this is boring to anyone who does live in Oklahoma City, so we'll move on. But anyway, it is snowing again. For those of you who are watching, you can see our. Snow covered. Our poorly lit poorly camera lit. things because the <laughs> brightest light sources behind the us. The camera's snow. like, why are you backlit? Right. Okay, I guess we'll do it this way. We probably look like weird <laughs> angelic figures or something <laughs> emanating light. 
Basically, yes. Okay. Well, it's December 16th. Yeah, it is. And there's there's a few things about today that are interesting. One What's is it? that it is National Chocolate Covered Anything Day. I is this sponsored by Big Oops. Kick to the table I, that the camera's on again. Kick to the table. Keep keep doing that. Is this sponsored by Big Chocolate? I it's possible. It's possible, although Big Chocolate isn't really chocolate. Disagree, agree? I totally agree. It is not real chocolate. It is mostly cocoa butter. Right? I, mean, I feel very odd right now because normally if somebody's going to take a dump on the middle of a thing and really bring the awesome down, it's me. <laughs> but you've really, National Chocolate Covered Anything Day, which is worthy of celebration, and you're just like, no. <laughs> No one will enjoy this day. Well, I just want you to read some more of your notes. There's something in here that bothers me so yeah, much I want to die. There is. <laughs> so, if in a moment of your life you've ever had that fleeting thought of, I wonder what this would taste like dipped in chocolate, then this is the day for you to find out. Fruit, candies, french fries, or fish sticks... <laughs> There's no judgment. I'm here. gonna stop you right there. There is judgment. <laughs> There's no There's, judgment. I don't care what he says. If you dip a fish stick in chocolate, that is morally wrong. Okay, let's let's talk for a minute. And I'm not saying I want to. I'm not saying that I would do that. But it's, it's immoral. <laughs> there are countries in this world, the Scandinavians mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Fish is a really it's a thing, man. Sure. It's a thing. Yeah. To the, point, to the point that the other day we talked about, who was it, Iceland? That yes. Was the cod firing word. off shots at the British over fishing for cod. Cod word. So if you think about a, a, a fish that is properly, and we wouldn't know this, living in Oklahoma, landlocked Oklahoma in the middle of a country, not, or in the middle of a continent, rather, not near coastal waters. Mm -hmm. I mean, our idea of fish is catfish or bass, if it's going to be fresh. Sure. That's very different than a lot of the ocean form forms, mm -hmm. ocean types yeah. of fishes. Yeah. And because it's not a major part of our diet, mm -hmm. what kind of preservation do we have? None. We don't preserve. You catch a fish and you cook it and eat it. I'm sorry. Have you ever had a sardine? Is that from Oklahoma? Is there a big sardine fishery up the road that I'm unaware of? I, I didn't know you were talking about Oklahoma-based fish. I'm talking about what you would really, truly know in your personal experience. Yes. And that's nothing. Well, <laughs> Yeah. You eat fresh, fresh water, fresh-ish water yeah. things, but that would be it. Yeah. But for a country who is as much surrounded by ocean as they have landmass, right? And who relies on the fruit of the sea to survive. <laughs> They're going to have differing preservation. Hang, just hang with me. Just hang with me. It's not that far of a stretch. Okay. They're going to have differing preservation methods and they're going to be good. Uh -huh. When you start thinking about something that's smoked and dried and preserved in that way, and you end up with a, a savory thing mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily taste fishy. Don't think about fish sticks from Sam's Wholesale Club. <laughs> think about, again, if, if a piece of fish has been pristine, it's a, it's a pristine piece of fish to begin with. Yes. And then it's very 
wonderfully preserved through drying and there's salt involved. So you've got this savory thing that does not taste like what you think a fish smells like. And then it's dipped in chocolate. It might be actually a decent and interesting thing. I hear you. I never in my whole entire life thought I would ever see the day where you were advocating for fish chocolate. I, hey, I never thought I'd see the day where you came in as negative Nelly instead of me. I am tell I am here to say, first of all, if I may, Your Honor, this is not international chocolate covered and anything day. It is national. Therefore, it applies to the United States. Okay, but since you've never heard of it until today, yeah, could you could you back down just a little bit and say maybe this is something celebrated along the coasts and that's where the fish in chocolate became popular. <laughs> if you are a coast dwelling. Listener, please, please speak up and tell us, do you like fish and chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> do you like fish and chocolate? You dip your fish in chocolate? Convince me. Tell me. Help me understand your ways. I, for the record, will judge you for dipping your fish sticks in okay. chocolate. Okay, well, I will not judge you so aggressively that it will override Meg's judgment. <laughs> If you want to try it, you do it, damn it. You do it. I feel like we're, did we have a Freaky Friday and we didn't know? It's possible. Usually I'm the one that's like, hey, anything mm -hmm. goes, you do you, everything's good. And you're the one that looks just like, no, there have to be rules and standards for this culture to operate the way it does. But I just described a set of rules and standards that fit. Uh, if you have access to good I don't, I don't good care if you have something or not. It doesn't belong with chocolate. Prepared in the right way. Then yeah. Well, what about people that eat chocolate-covered locusts or grasshoppers? I can track with that more than I can fish. Well, you are plainly prejudiced, and you prefer the desert regions above the coast dwellers. <laughs> so for all of you coast-dwelling awesomes, I love you, Meg. I don't know. Back to you, Bob. We didn't even get through this I know. Thing. I know. There's still more. There's still more. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and just say, hey, no judgment. And you take that from the perspective that there's no judgment on you that should matter to you. If you want to try something, dang it, try it. If that is your desire. Yeah. Don't, don't expect me to love it. Just in the same sense that I'm not going to judge you if you love it. <laughs> Meg will. I, I won't. I just can't. I feel like this whole episode now is the chocolate fish. <laughs> that now, may, it, be, hey, that may was, be the title. If it was a Swedish fish, the candy dipped mm -hmm. in chocolate, I would eat that. I could get on board with that. Where do you think they came up with the concept? It had to do with curing fish with sugar, and they had a sweet fish, and then they were like, hey, it's a lot easier to use fake ingredients than to go shoot, shoot off weapons of semi-destruction at... British fishery ships. Yes, and then we're back in the Cod War again, you guys. The Cod War. Don't do not do it. No. Don't do it. If you're going to fight a war, fight the Emu War. Mm. They'll wreck your farm. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> back on track. In the 1700s yes. is the first reference to a chocolate-dipped delight. We had brandied cherries dipped in chocolate. I can, I can get on board with that. There are people out there who would rail against the idea of fruit in chocolate. I I like a fruit in chocolate. I'm not going to apologize for that. Would you take a fresh orange wedge and dip it in chocolate? Absolutely. There's okay. Pear? That. 
Yes. Okay, so you're you're full on all the fruit. I can't. I'm trying to all think. The I cannot think of any fruit that I would be like. No, that doesn't belong with chocolate. I think all. An fruit. avocado's a fruit. Judgment. I, I would try it. Judgment number two. Anyone? I would, I would try. You know what? I would try it with. If you could take the avocado and you salt it thoroughly with like a nice coarse, like a kosher. This salt. is exactly the whole layout I made for the fish. Damn it. Except avocados don't taste like fish. Well, fish don't have to taste like fish. Many of them are more or less flavorless. I just, I cannot, this, you are the person in my life who wretches at the idea of fish I in, don't, things where, in listen, context where it doesn't belong. Yes, I hate a fishy fish. I don't hate fish. I hate fish that smell, that tastes like a fish smells, a fish that sat on the counter and stinks. Mm -hmm. There's a huge difference. Fresh, good fish is practically flavorless in some instances. Okay. And so any flavor that it has would be added through your either cooking or curative preservative process, which could be, I, I, when I think of a, a, I don't think, again, I don't think of the Walmart version of a fish stick, which that ain't even fish. <laughs> it's chicken legs or something. Like, not the meaty part, the actual bony skin portion. Yes. But no, when I think of, of this from the perspective of this was a, a pure, flavorless mm -hmm. fish, and it, the only flavor that this piece of meat has is the smoke, because they smoked it and dried it and salted it to do so, then you just have a smoky, salty something with chocolate. Okay. And that's good. You've had that, just it wasn't fish. Right. So travel the flavor spectrum and, and quit getting all fixated. Quit being <laughs> me in normal time. I know. And let's get I, back to who we used to be. I truly feel like we have switched bodies and I'm brains in this getting moment. ready to go put on your wedding dress. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Let's keep going because fruit and chocolate okay. is good. Okay. Fish and chocolate. So we have the, the brandied cherries yes. dipped in chocolate. Mm -hmm. That's delightful. And that's arguably not even fruit anymore. Right. You're, it's just you found it. <laughs> it's a vehicle for brandy. Yes. Thank you. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. And no shame to it for doing right, so. Right. Yes. Um, then, so that was the 1700s, but it's all the way then until the 1960s before Someone sobered up enough to say, what if we dip strawberries in chocolate? Are they boozy? No, let's try no, it anyway. we'll try it anyway. I'm still a little tipsy from the cherries. Yes. That worked. In 2007, some butthole dipped a slice of pizza in chocolate. Look. And that's a thing. I am almost as repulsed by that idea as I was by the fish stick. I'm, so I I'm will judge you for that too. I'm more off put by this than I am the fish. Two of these things do not belong together. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so then 2012, finally, the gates were opened. This holiday was implemented. And you, good listener, good people, you got the freedom, nay, even the encouragement to try anything. I mean, try what you want. The holiday is, what is it, dip in anything in chocolate? Yes. Cover chocolate covered anything. The gates are open. Uh, it is definitely, definitely sponsored by Big Chocolate. I am confident I in that. I don't know. I can't, I and, can't get on board with that yet. And I will say there are few things that you could propose to me. If you wouldn't put a chocolate and 
French fry, sorry, dip French fry into chocolate. I will, I will yeah. eat that. Hey, if you've never dipped a French fry into a milkshake, oh, vanilla or chocolate, golly. you've missed out. No, I want fries dipped in chocolate shake real bad. Anyway. Oh, I'm going to, how about uh, cat hair and chocolate? Uh, no one should be eating cat hair anyway. Cats so do. That's not human. Sometimes they eat so much they have to, oh, yeah. they have to give it back. Um, we are about a half hour into this episode. <laughs> Stop. You're not the producer. There's a second, a second holiday okay. to celebrate for today. This will be whatever length it is. Okay? It is what it is. Um, yeah. Inappropriate things I won't say. Okay. Um, the second holiday for today, this is Barn, I'm sorry, Barbie and Barney Backlash Day. That sounds good already. It absolutely does. This is a day, unfortunately, if you're not a parent or at least a child care worker in some sense of the form, this isn't as much for you. Right. This is a day allowing parents to take a vacation from repetitive sing-alongs and storytelling. So parents, it's your day without explanation to walk through the room and just turn the TV off when it has that crap on there. Let the kids be like, Arr! and you just keep walking. Mm. Don't even acknowledge their angst. Yes. At bedtime, insist on a different book. You don't have to cave in, you're bigger than them. If it comes down to a fight, you should win. You should win. <laughs> Put away whatever toy it is that makes that really terrible sound. It's not the toy you bought because you'd never do that to yourself. It's the toy that grandma and grandpa or that wonderful aunt so-and-so got them. This is your day. Reclaim your freedom Take at least for a day. We don't have a lot of Barney. Barney's sort of gone by the wayside, but you know... We've we've not really let our kids have the opportunity to see him. That's fair. Which is a wonderful strategic military that's, move on our part. That's probably our best parenting strategy move ever. Yeah. We do have now the second child of our bunch who's super into the Wiggles. Yeah. The Wiggles will wear on you after a while. Nico likes to Australian, watch... Australian, right? Yep. Yeah. He likes to watch the Wiggles very first thing when he wakes up in the morning. And yeah. that's a lot you don't, of... You don't really want to wiggle that early in the morning. Mm. He doesn't wake up at a normal time. No, he doesn't. It's a lot of sunshiny happiness. Anyway, go ahead and turn it off. Yes. I encourage you to. Yes. Shall now, I? Do you want to take this one? I would love to. Please do. If it's your birthday today, you share it with William Perry. When we were talking about this before we got onto the camera and hit record, uh -huh. I was like, why does that name sound familiar? You said Perry, he's a professional football player. And I you knew. knew. You knew I me knew it. He was both a defensive lineman and a running back, which is pretty significant. In so immediately you're thinking, oh, so he's from the 1930s. He's not, though. Oh. Modern era, most football players, this is American football, not worldwide football. Right. Football, American football, not soccer. Yeah. There's a difference. Right. Sorry, Great Britain. There's a reason. It's not just There's a reason we else. had to beat you in war. Okay. Uh, that was a game of war. Okay. It had high casualties. <laughs> um, Did most, our heater go into a new realm of hell? Yep. It's on okay. Turbo Blast. I'll keep talking keep about talking. our friend, our dear friend, William Perry. I'll defend you against the heater. Okay. Uh, most players no longer play both sides. 
of the ball, which is to say they don't play both offense and defense, but he did play in fairness. defensive line and running back. In fairness, he didn't play every snap on both sides. Right, 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 right. He was a defensive tackle. Yeah. I think he was a tie. He had to. He was a huge man. He had to have been a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. And in special situations, he came in at running back. Yeah. Well, he was a giant of a man. Yes. I mean, if you see him running down the field, you're going to want to get yourself out of the way. Yeah. His nickname, Refrigerator, later shortened to The Fridge. Yeah. Refrigerator Perry, Fridge, The Fridge, all the, the things. The Super Bowl Shuffle. When the Chicago, that was, uh, he played for Chicago, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. That was the one of the places that, yes. yes. So anybody from Chicago probably right now is like, you've already run the story. <laughs> we know this. You're wrecking it. They're screaming at their phones. I, which is to say you, Kyle, <laughs> not <laughs> I, you once saw a photograph of his Super Bowl ring because the Chicago Bears for the, won the Super Bowl. Did win the Super Bowl. When and you can see this team. picture. If you, if you, even with the most yeah. immature of, of searches immature. on the Google, you yes. can find this. I like an immature Google search. Don't put like refrigerator boobs. That's, That's a whole it. different thing. No, you want to put refrigerator Perry. Perry in there. Um, it's the, anyway, Super Bowl ring showed that a silver dollar could fit inside of it with a little room left over. It was a size 25 ring. Yeah. The circumference was just under four and a half inches. So then, dear listener, if it is your birthday, you know what? You and William Perry, you go up there and live big. Live big. Live big into your big legacy. Dip a silver dollar in chocolate and eat it. Better than fish. You'll have to swallow it whole. Okay. Okay. Man, getting through the stuff. There's a lot of stuff today. A lot of stuff. Uh, today, will, will you do the honors of reading this? Today is the feast day of St. Adelaide of Burgundy. Adelaide of Burgundy. It is her feast day. Uh, Adelaide is a fairly common and popular Catholic children's name. I mean, you'll see Adelaide is a fairly popular name right now as some more classic what once were considered old-fashioned names come back into vogue. Mm -hmm. But Adelaide is definitely a popular Catholic name, and her story is very fascinating. So, Adelaide was born a princess. She was the daughter of King Rudolph II or Rupert II of Upper Burgundy. So, this places us, what, in France? Um, Franco-German area. Yeah, Franco-German region, yes. So, she was promised at age two in an arranged marriage as part of a treaty between Rudolph and Hugh of Provence, Provence, Provence. Something with a P. She was married at age 16 to Lothair of Italy, who eventually became the king of Italy. That's weird to think about. We don't really think about Italy having a king, but... Italy was a major player. Here we are. She was widowed. Just to give you a time frame of the era we're talking about, she was widowed in the year 950. Mm-hmm. Still a, still a teenager, 50, right? Still a teenager. Lothair was probably poisoned by his successor to the throne, Berengarius. As part of his attempt to solidify his grip on power, Berengarius ordered Adelaide to marry his son. Now, she refused, and she was imprisoned. So, she was freed soon after when the German king, Otto the Great, defeated Berengarius. Now, this is interesting. So, this... If we're talking about Christendom at the Mm -hmm. time in the 900s, this would have been all of 
what we consider the Catholic Church now, mm-hmm. an incredibly important part of the Catholic sacrament of marriage is being able to give your free consent yeah. to the marriage sacrament. Now, women through the centuries haven't been given a lot of rights, but I find it fascinating that in the 900s, in the mid-900s, that Adelaide had the agency. She didn't have a lot of choice about her life. She's promised her first husband when she was two years old, but she was able to say, no, I'm not going to marry him. Now mm-hmm. she was imprisoned for saying yeah. no, but the church at least recognized it would not be a valid sacrament unless she freely gave her consent to the marriage. I find that to be very fascinating. It's very beautiful. Note. Very, for those, and it's not a, a large number by any means, it's a small number of loud voices that would try to claim the church is anti-woman. Mm-hmm. Um, no, right. actually, go get a fish stick and dip it in chocolate. <laughs> Don't do it, I'll throw up on you. Now, again, she was freed when the German king, Otto the Great, came down to Italy and kicked some ass. Yes, because that's what you do when you're German. That's right. You kick ass first, and you may or may not ask questions later, but you might marry someone. That's right. Well, she did. Adelaide married Otto in Pavia, Italy in 951. So again, she's still just, she's like barely 20 at this point, probably. He was crowned emperor in Rome, Italy, in 952, and Adelaide reigned with him for 20 years. What a beautiful, what a beautiful time, right? Yes. To willfully participate and to have that level of of yes. insane blessing. So she would have been like quite technically the empress, right? Yes. Of Italy, of Rome. And if if I know men, and I think I know them, I would guess though she may not have been the voice coming from the throne that she had tremendous impact. Yes. Well, Sadly for Adelaide, she was widowed again in 973. She was unfortunately treated poorly by her stepson, Emperor Otto II, and his wife, Theophano. But eventually she did reconcile with her royal in-laws. So when Otto II died in the year 983, he was succeeded by his infant son, Otto III. Now, Theophano acted as a regent, which is to say the actual ruler, because he was a baby. He was like Goo Goo Gaga over here in the corner. Right. Um, So she acted as the regent, and since she did not like Adelaide, she used her power to to exile Adelaide from the royal court. Theophano herself died in 991. Not that long after. Yeah, exactly. Adelaide comes back to the court to act as regent for the child emperor. She used her position and power as regent at this time to help the poor, to evangelize, especially among the Slavs, which I'm going to guess is like Central Europe, we would say. Yeah, no? the Slavics. The Czechoslovakians. All, the, all of the Slavics or Slavs, yes. I'm, I'm a Slav. That's you, you Czech. I'm a slovenly <clears throat> Slav. You're not slovenly. No, well, you're often yeah, Sometimes. And to build and restore monasteries and churches. When Otto III was old enough, he could fully take on his ruling seat as the Emperor of Rome, Adelaide retired to the convent of Celta near Cologne, which is in Germany, modern-day Germany, in a house that she had built. Though she never did fully become a nun, she, nun, she never took orders to become a nun, she spent the very last of her days, the rest of her days there, in prayer in that convent. So I think that's so beautiful. I do. 
Maybe for different story. reasons. Why do you think it's beautiful? Because here is a woman, again, who seemingly in this era and time would not have had a lot of say over her life. Some of the big things that happened in her life happened because other people made that decision. Okay. Right? But this woman was faithful. No matter what the circumstances presented her with, she was able to express what she desired at the time when she did not marry the one guy who wanted to marry her. Oh, uh, Ber Berengarius's son. Yeah, whoever he was. He whoever didn't, he, he was. didn't deserve a mention yeah. by name. She, When she did have that position of being able to sway what the, the sort of throne, the emperor of, of Rome could do, then in those moments, she sought to use her power for good, mm -hmm. to help the marginalized, to help the poor, to spread the, the word of the church, the gospel of Christ, uh, wherever she could at the time. And again, this is just, this is a time when obviously, like, the will and uh, desire of women was not necessarily looked to, but when she had the when she had the um, privilege of being able to do that, she used it in a way that reflected her faith. Obviously, yeah. So that's what really speaks to me. But what speaks to you? So, and this is this is not to belittle historically and or any other time in history where women have found themselves at the mercy of someone. I didn't live then. Mm -hmm. I live now. Mm -hmm. I didn't live then. I can only I can only speak to just how I view this. So nobody get angry with me, please. I don't mean any of this offensive. Well, I'm already pissed off at you about chocolate freaking dip Listen, fish sticks. So just keep that's it going. All we're gonna eat for the next month. So <laughs> we're gonna and we'll post a I tried chocolate fish sticks for thirty days video. <laughs> And we'll see how that goes. But uh, I think certain, certainly, yes, women have been oppressed at different times and in different ways. Um, if I may be so bold, many people over the course of history have been oppressed sure. in different times and yes. in different ways. Uh, in our own country, we see this with... Uh, what happened? What has happened with different minority groups in the past? All of that. Yeah. And and so I don't. I guess I'm saying that because I don't want to cheapen what she did by isolating it to a a gender only perspective. Okay. I would say. I mean, all of us at some point have faced some force force some form mm -hmm. of difficulty something out of our control mm. instance. And I really think that's the strength of who she is as a saint yes. and all of the people that she could yeah. minister to in that fashion is totally. to say she literally in redneck terms, she went from the penthouse to the outhouse cyclically. Yes. Yes. From something to nothing, from something to nothing and bypassing all of the middle ground. And she never, she never at least as we see in recorded whatever's available history, at least it wasn't for a, a prolonged period of time. She never just went in the tank and checked it in. Right. She just kept on doing. Again. And yeah. within the strength of who she was, trust me, a conquering auto 
the emperor that came in, he wouldn't have been attracted enough to marry somebody who was a sniveling, whiny, mm. it's a nuts not fair. Mm-hmm. She remained strong and positive and pushing ahead. Yes. She wooed him. Yeah. He didn't have anything politically to gain by marrying her. No. She was already in jail at the point, out of favor at least at the point. Mm -hmm. Um, And that just repetitively, she stayed that strong in what she did. That's, to me, such an encouraging message. She was literally imprisoned when Otto defeated the Berengarius. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yes. And then again, and then not. And then again, and not. And then. Once once it was blatantly apparent that she had served all the good that she had to give for the people. Yeah. That was when she allowed herself the respite yes. to still live in a fashion that benefited the people by going to pray daily constantly yes. for them. Absolutely. That's that's big time. That's an all-star. Also, she died in the year 999. Good for you, Adelaide. Good for you. Uh, she's also a patron of, amongst other things, against in-law problems. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Perhaps you'll take up her This cause. is the perfect time of year for her to be celebrated. <laughs> you are so right. She's also the patron of empresses and princesses, so that might come into play. Importantly to us, she's the patron of parents of large families. We got a large family. I'm sorry, well, five kids, a large family. In right? today's day and age, it is. It is. So, St. Adelaide of Burgundy, pray, pray for, for us. us. All right, let's talk about some time in um, history. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a producer's decision here. Okay. Let's see. We didn't talk about many of these. I'm, I'm here for whatever you okay. should serve up. Well, I feel like it'd be, as an American, I feel like it would be a, a failure yes. to not mention. But today in 1773, was the Boston Tea Party. Boston Tea Party. That's, my, that's my Boston accent. It was close enough. Boston um, Tea Yeah, the, the big gripe here was British Parliament had been, <laughs> you're tickled with you. That's good. I'm glad you are. Oh, I'm tickled because I actually love a Boston accent. I, I have, love it. My, yeah. my mouth cannot form it. There are some things that... Uh, people from one mm-hmm. part of the country cannot do and say. Not yeah, not well. I can't do it. It makes you respect that much more. It was does. it uh, Rachel Dratch? <laughs> who was? Who were the three that did the it's like, it's commercial? Like Rachel Dratch, Chris Evans, and then who's the main person? Who's Chris Evans? He's the blonde guy, like the superhero. Well, guy. I feel like okay. Well, I feel like they brought in. Uh, from oh my gosh, from I'm so bad from, at this. No, we're good. We're, it's okay. It's okay. From uh, the office, Jim. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was the third, right? John Krasinski. Yes. He's from Boston. They did a car commercial. From Boston. Where they were talking about a car that parked itself, except it packed itself. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so bad at this. (laughs) But it was good. It's good. It's really great. We're not not doing this to act like we're fitting in. We're paying homage to the, the beauty of the... I think it was a Super Bowl commercial. It feels like yeah, 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 five centuries ago. Not that long ago. Okay, it's been since maybe in the last year. It even. was the know. 2020 Super Bowl, but that feels that like feels five like centuries. A, a full decade ago. Yes. Um, yeah, I completely. Boston yeah, the Boston party. Tea Party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, British Parliament had been increasingly implementing taxes. Yes. On the their British colonies, which they had the right to do, but the colonists began to be beyond peeved by the fact that they had no representatives of yes. meaning mm-hmm. there to 
hey, if we're, if we're going to pay taxes, we'd like some say-so in how things are done. Sure. Um, it would be, honestly, probably not too terribly different than how rural Americans feel mm. about policy that gets put into place that benefits everyone except them, ah. but they are, in fact, helping to foot the bill. Okay. Taxation, representation. We yeah, want that whole thing. So, we don't want taxation, honestly. But we if we're going to have taxation, let's have some No, I want you to... Representation. Yeah, you get enough money there, government. Government. Just cancel something to pay for something new. But in any event, there were a group that were pissed off. They climbed aboard a few ships. And the the tea the tax was the final straw. Absolutely. And so they climbed aboard ships. They broke open, I think... I hope I'm not misquoting in today's dollars, roughly $18,000 worth of tea that they dumped into the Boston Harbor. Hell yeah. And that was the beginning of the end for the British Parliament. Mm-hmm. So that, um, let's see here. I'll Just one more, and I'll include this briefly just because I, I find it, it's a good chuckle. To okay. me, in my own way. Okay. And maybe I'm the only one. But in 1907, we have... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A gesture of the United States' new presence at that point as a world power. Okay. President Theodore Roosevelt sends the Great White Fleet, which is not, I know immediately you're thinking, well, that's racist. It's not. Um, literally, the boats were white. Hmm. The ships, rather. They weren't boats. They weren't dinghies. They were. These are what? U.S. Navy ships? They were warships. Okay. Yes. Um, they'd been painted white. And I'm sure for psychological impact and things and not practical oh, reasons. Yes. Um, but we'd finally established a navy that made us a true world presence. And so he sent them on a round-the-world cruise that it was legit. It was a full-on just flex. He said, hey, uh, naughty words, people, look at us. Are you sure you want to mess with us? This is interesting because 1907, so this is putting us, what, roughly 100 and, let's say, 40 to 50 years beyond our Declaration of Independence. It took some time. It took some time, but in the grand scheme of world history, it's, like, not that much time. And That's then here true. we are. Just That's like, true. That's true. It's a blink of an eye from independence to yeah. look. And that's, and, and that's really, if you want to look at 
the American dream. The American dream is that in rapid pace, you can traverse the path from impoverishment to wildly prosperous. That's the American dream in 1907. Here we are flexing around the world That's with our right. boats. And then not 10 years later, we're involved in the Great War, World War One. It's true. And not that long after mm-hmm. the second Great War, World War Two. That's right. And others and others. We like to fight. But it's not just us. The whole world always, for all of history, has liked to fight. It's been the the choice. When diplomacy doesn't work, then you you start trying to force your way. Diplomacy being a relatively new convention on this. Mm-hmm. No. If you think about it. No. St. Adelaide, her arranged marriage was due to what? Diplomacy. Okay. Or trying to be It was an attempt. Diplomatic. It was an attempt. If marriage fails, then bring out your guns. Diplomacy is just as old as war. Yes. It's that when a group is being out-diplomacied, they will resort to war. Now, war today, we still have have physical conflict for sure. But it's it's arguably, hmm, maybe you could go back to Vietnam, maybe even before, and say things changed. We've, war is fought constantly. In today's day and age, constantly war is being fought. It's just in non, non-physical formats. I, I speak to this from the perspective of, one, watching the financial markets, watching the maneuverings that go on around manipulation of commodities at a global perspective. Secondarily, all of the conspiracy things that we love to look at, read about, where what, just recently we talked about uh, whoever it was that had had to come and randomly make the law. Look, U.S. officials cannot inspire assassination attempts. Really? Yeah. And we stopped? <laughs> I okay. I forgot about that. Yeah. And we've always, we've always been fighting as humanity. We always will. We'll just change formats. Yes. I'm not arguing with you. Okay. I just had to get that out. Now I'm at peace again and I can go back to my fish... Sticks in chocolate <laughs> and enjoy my day. You hate me. I love you. Shall we read the Advent reading? It's probably well past time to transfer into Advent. Okay. Do you want to read? Do you want me to read? I, let me read because I don't feel like I've got hardly anything to offer in terms of words. So I will read while you formulate your words. Okay. Well, we're back to the prophet Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. I do. I love this book and I have yeah. for many years. Yeah, yeah. So we had traversed through some passages from Numbers and Zephaniah. That's good. It's all important, but I'm glad to be back in Isaiah today. What chapter are we in? Today we are in 45 with a selection of verses. A selection. Yes. Um, Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Um, I am the Lord. There is no other. I form the light and create the darkness. I make well-being and create woe. I, the Lord, do all these things. Let justice, yeah, let justice descend, O heavens, like dew from above, like gentle rain. Let the skies drop it down. Let the earth open and salvation bud forth. Let justice also spring up. I, the Lord, have created this. For thus says the Lord, the creator of the heavens, who is God, the designer and maker of the earth who established it, not creating it to be a waste, but designing it to be lived in, I am the Lord, and there is no other. 
who announced this from the beginning and foretold it from old? Was it not I, the Lord, besides whom there is no other God? There is no just and saving God but me. Turn to me and be safe. All, sorry, let me start that again. I got cross-eyed as I was looking. Um, Turn to me and be safe, all you ends of the earth, for I am God, there is no other. By myself I swear, and this is a reference to, you know, I swear to God, this thing. Mm -hmm. He's saying, "By, by myself I swear, uttering my just decree, my unalterable word. To me every knee shall bend, by me every tongue shall swear, saying, only in the Lord are just deeds and power. Before him in shame shall come all who vent their anger against him. In the Lord shall be the vindication and the glory of all descendants of Israel. Okay. If you don't mind, do you have commentary on this? I, only from the perspective that, you know, we've been, we started out Advent with this excited looking forward. And then we reached a point of impatient yeah. looking forward, needing a little bit of, of scolding. And this is not meant in a negative way at all. This is like a major flex from God saying, look, yes, anything that you judge goodness and rightness by, that's me. Yes. And exactly. I'm still here. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what I was going to say is that in this passage from Isaiah, we have this sort of dichotomy that's set up. So he first starts out by saying, I'm the Lord. There is no other. Mm-hmm. Again, as Isaiah is speaking to the people, this is in a time of great plurality of, uh, of deities. Mm-hmm. So every nation, every people, except for the Israelites, sees a plethora, it worships a plethora of gods. The systematic theology of gods outside of Israel was many. Different from today in zero ways. <laughs> Though we wouldn't call them gods, we don't assign them yeah. that name. Exactly. But so God is saying, I am the Lord, there is no other. And then he sets up this sort of dichotomy. I form the light and create the darkness. Mm-hmm. So wherever there's light, there's also darkness. I created both of those things. I make well-being and I create woe. I, the Lord, do all of these things. I form the light. I create the darkness. So there's just like this kind of back and forth. Um, and again, all of this, he's really emphasizing that everything that you can see and experience, this all came from me. And who announced it from the beginning? Was it not I? Like, this is the establishment of the idea that God is always has always been, is now, and always will be. And... I, like you said, I like that you said it's a big flex. This chapter yeah. is a big flex of who he is because in those moments when we are wondering, when we are hoping, when we are waiting, when it feels like darkness, when we don't know when the relief of waiting is going to happen, it's easy to wander off and be like, what even is there? Right. And I think we do desperately, desperately want not a fake but an accurate flex. We want to see where we know strength is. We want to see it flex. And that's when we get frustrated is when we don't see strength flexing. Yes, exactly. Okay, do you want to read the responsorial psalm? I can. Okay. This is from Psalm 85. Again, a selection of verses. I will hear what God proclaims. 
the Lord, for he proclaims peace to his people. Near indeed is his salvation to those who fear him, glory dwelling in our land. Yeah. Kindness and truth shall meet justice and peace shall... That, I messed that up. That's Can okay. I start again? Give it another okay. run. Kindness and peace... And, yep, let me try for the third take Woo! here. Yeah. Kindness and truth shall meet, semicolon... Justice and peace shall kiss. I did it right that time. You did. Okay. Truth shall spring out of the earth and justice shall look down from heaven. The Lord himself will give his benefits. Our land shall yield its increase. Justice shall walk before him and salvation along the way of his steps. And so again, in this psalm, we kind of have this idea of dichotomy again, where it's talking about like kindness and truth shall meet sometimes not you, but other people might think that you can either be kind or truthful, that you can either practice justice or practice peace. In this psalm, the psalmist is saying, in God, all the things that feel like they're on opposite ends of the spectrum come together yeah. because he is the originator of all of these things. All the way back to the early readings where the lion and the lamb and the yes. baby and the viper pit. Exactly. All of these opposites. Exactly. Exactly. And the psalmist is reminding us that justice shall walk before him, salvation along the way of his steps. So it's again, we're in the week of peace as we reflect on the peace that comes in waiting and trusting God that our salvation is on its way. The psalmist here is very literally reminding us salvation is along right. the steps. Which in reality, the psalmist is reminding themselves. Right, yes. They didn't write this assuming that it would be part of sacred scripture right. at some point with a, a message to give. They were writing their heart. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so the gospel takes us to the gospel of St. Luke. In chapter 7, I'll let you read that. Okay. At that time, John summoned two of his disciples and sent them to the Lord to ask. And speaking of St. John the Baptist, mm -hmm. he had summoned two of his disciples and sent them to the Lord Jesus to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? When the men came to the Lord, they said, as people would, John the Baptist is sent us to ask you, are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? Mm -hmm. At that time, Jesus cured many of their, of their diseases, sufferings, and evil spirits. He also granted sight to many who had been blind. And Jesus said to them in reply, go and tell John, a.k.a. you guys, go and tell John that you've seen and heard the blind regain their sight, the lame walk, Lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the good news proclaimed to them, and blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. So for me, what I am hearing in this passage and what how it speaks back and calls back to the Isaiah passage is we have this idea of dichotomy again, as we're talking about the blind and the seeing, the lame and the walking, and so on and so forth, except instead of people being on either end of the spectrum, Dichotomy is used as a way of saying, and all of these things that were not right, it goes back to this Advent theme, the things that were not right, that were not as the way God intended them to be, I myself, Christ, am making them right. Mm -hmm. I am bringing them into wholeness. I am bringing them into fulfillment. I am correcting what has been wrong 
and making it complete. What has been lacking, I guess you could say. Yes. And making it complete. And so we hear him say, hey, go tell John what you've seen and heard. The blind, guess what? They're seeing again. Those lame, they're walking. The lepers, they're cleansed. The deaf can hear the dead are raised. The dead are raised. By the way, BT dubs, like we talk about the resurrection of Christ as like the sort of pinnacle moment of uh, helping us understand that his, his truth is that he came to bring salvation, that he is who he says he was. Mm-hmm. And yet there's little Easter eggs throughout the gospels that his resurrection was not the first resurrection in his ministry, That's right? That's true. That's true. We have Lazarus as a sort of notable story, but look, he's saying right here, the deaf here, the dead are raised. That's true. I'd never caught that. Yeah. The poor have the good news proclaimed to them. Blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. So we spent a lot of time talking about John the Baptist in this series of readings of the Advent. Um, John the Baptist, of course, having the actual, he's like sort of like the physical manifestation of Advent in the sense that he is pointing towards what we are waiting for. He is the transitional prophet. He's the last prophet of the Old Testament. Yep. He's the first prophet of the New. Exactly. Exactly. It's, I, he's brilliant, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's brilliant, too, because we humans, we believe most what we feel like we've discovered. Mm-hmm. And so when his apostles came to him asking, he didn't answer them. He said, you go to Christ and ask. Yes, exactly. And they did. And, and he knew. And I... I and that's why I read it the way I did. I think when, when Jesus told them to go back to John, he was laughing to himself. Yeah. John isn't the one who had no. the question. You guys are. <laughs> it makes me want to cry. See, John the Baptist literally knew from the, before he was born who in Christ the womb. was. In the womb. The truth of who Christ was. And so rather than trying to explain it himself, he knew that the more real experience of Christ yes. would be to go and see for themselves because he humans had, require yeah. so much physicality for faith. If he lived today and he was a member of the FBI, he would have been a, a hostage negotiator. <laughs> yes. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. And so the, the disciples of John the Baptist do come and they do see. And then, and Jesus like super emphasizes it to them. Like, yeah. he's not giving that message back for John the Baptist. No, but John he, has he, known. He says it that way so that they can accept. He's not saying, hey, look here, you dumbasses. Right. So they can digest, oh, we are the dumbasses. Because, and I think, of course, John the Baptist understood, especially as his popularity grew amongst the people, that people wanted to cling on to him, Yes, you know, and that he was the voice in the wilderness who was preparing the way for the Lord. And as he sensed that people were becoming too attached Mm -hmm. to him, his Mm -hmm. personage and his message, he sent his disciples on to Christ himself. He's been trying to tell them, one will come along that is greater than me. But he wants them to go and see for themselves. He had no question. And I think I think you're right. I think that Jesus also was maybe bemused by this. He yeah. knew that John knew. Yeah. But he wanted the, the disciples of John to understand and to know. It was an instance of, oh, I see what you did there, John. Yeah. And I'll play your game 
with these good good people. Yes. They were good people. They were mm -hmm. earnest yes. and honest in their search and in their endeavor. And, and of course, that would have been seen and relished. And so you wouldn't say something harmful right. to those people. You would phrase everything in the way that allowed them to continue the path of discovery. Exactly. Exactly. So. I do want to draw one other thing out. Okay. Because he references lepers. Mm-hmm being healed mm -hmm. and it struck me today and there's a lot of instances where lepers are a high topic right mm -hmm. throughout the the new testament and it, at least one of the little things i'd found along the way looked at this from the perspective that the flesh is dying and corrupted okay. of all of us, not mm -hmm. just those who were physically seen, but that we are dying and, right. and corrupted without yes. the, the presence of this new covenant mm -hmm. with Christ that gives us membership into the family, that through that we receive healing and restoration and wholeness. Yes. And I just thought that was the first time I'd ever that had ever struck me. And I felt dumb in the moment to say, well, of course, my whole life I've seen there's tons of references to lepers. Why? Hmm. And that's a that's a pretty interesting that as long as flesh goes on yes. of itself, it's deteriorating and Dang. problematic. Okay. Pretty deep. It's deeper than probably I can process right now, but I can at least enjoy that I recognize truth and celebrate it. Pass it along to awesomes who are sharper than me, which isn't anything to brag about. As long as you enjoy it more than dipping fish sticks into chocolate. Uh, it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. Now, do we have anything to whirl? Yes, I have a watch. Watch, read, listen, lifestyle. It was close. You prolonged the S I instead like of leaving S. a pause. You could be lifestyle. You could have still prolonged the S and left the pause. I like the pause. That's just me. And I am the producer. For better or for worse, <laughs> it is my marital obligation to this show. What is your thing? Um, I just blacked out. What are we talking about? I don't know. Watch. Oh, the watch. The watch. Um, so we just mentioned, I think it was yesterday, Manhunt. Yes. And the, the season that had to deal with the, was it 1996? Mm -hmm. Olympic yep. bomb terrorist thing. Yes. Domestic terrorism mm -hmm. bombing in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, as I had read and done research, I found more about the season that I hadn't yet seen available, which had to do with the Unabomber. And last night, as we snuggled into bed mm -hmm. and searched for a thing to watch, well, I'll be. Netflix had made available the season that has to do with the Unabomber, Ted... Kaczynski. Kaczynski. We know some Kaczynski. I know. They're not bombers, though. I, they're good people. I hope they're not. They're not. Or if they are, that it's like, what do the kids call it? Truth bomb or something? I don't know. <laughs> Listen. They're good people. They just had a baby. Mm-hmm. Yes. And. Uh, it's not a boy. <laughs> if that's where you were going, don't go there. It wasn't a boy. It was a girl. <laughs> a precious little girl. And also, I remember the Unabomber arrest. When you dated him in early high school? No. 
I remember the arrest. He was way too old for you, Meg. I remember his... You were a woman of loose Listen morals. to me! I can't. See, I remember his arrest. I remember his manifesto. I did not remember any of the recent bombings that had happened when he was arrested, but then I certainly did not know how... Mm. Over how the course of how many years he had been sending these random bombs to people. Yeah. This was a significant, significant thing that the FBI could just not figure out. So we watched the first episode, and I was like, Dad Gun, this is good. Yeah. Then you, I promptly fell asleep. Well, you you stayed awake longer than normal. Yes. And proceeded into the second episode. Yes. It's good stuff. It is good. It, it's from like the Discovery Channel, I think, originally, or like I can't one recall. Of those I cable, cannot recall. Like one of those cable sort of like learning slash true crime channels. Okay. So it's not a Netflix original, but they're very well done. They are well done. And I appreciate for all their other flaws, I appreciate the fact that Netflix has made this available. Yes. And so yay. It's good. You should watch it. I don't know where this fits into, except for the fact that <laughs> that you would you're desperately wanting some chocolate fish sticks, but now you're ashamed to admit it. Gross. And no, I cannot stop listening to Taylor Swift's album. Ever chocolate more. fish sticks. Shut ever it. More. Shut it down. Don't you dare. You cannot what, use that. I talked to Taylor. It's what she said. No. I can't stop listening to it. Looking at the lyrics. And also, you know what's aiding my experience? Chocolate fish sticks? TikTok. They're, Chocolate TikTok they're, fish sticks. There exists now on TikTok. Not now. It's been here forever. I just now I'm discovering it. Swift talk. That's oh, Taylor Swift. Wow. TikTok. People diving into the lyrics. Um, golly, she's a really talented, really talented songwriter. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't think she gets enough credit, but I hope that with both Folklore and Evermore, that people begin to give her a little bit more respect for the depth and power of her songwriting. Here's, Especially because, can I just say this one thing? Yes. Folklore and Evermore rev represent a huge evolution in her songwriting capacity, mm -hmm. going beyond autobiographical songwriting into more of like, in the tradition of like Patty Griffin or even like Johnny Cash, like telling people stories that did not actually happen to them mm -hmm. that are... So relatable, so universal, and yet also so specific. I feel like she's really grown as a human and as a songwriter. Okay. Her performances are also lovely, but just like the artistic capacity behind these albums. And I've just been listening to Evermore. I think Evermore is better than Folklore. I, I said it. I think Evermore is better than Folklore. And Heresy. I've been listening to it a lot, and I stand by that. Okay. Well, I think you and I are seeing... What I wanted to say, that I've been patiently waiting to say, I think we're saying the same things from a different approach. Because I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. I don't know that I will ever be. It just isn't my thing. And that's not to criticize anybody who it is. And I am not at all. If you love it, love it. Don't You don't need me to tell you what to love. But what I love... What I've seen through our research and you and I's conversations and things, it isn't what she's presenting. It's I love the path that she is on mm -hmm. because she is breaking away from enslavement to yes. music industry. She's beginning to give herself permission 
to trust and explore herself and totally. not be off-put by someone else's opinion of what should and shouldn't be. And to me, that is that is the most beautiful, powerful thing in any of our lives when we can get to that point of confidence to yes. say politely F you. Mm-hmm. I want to know who I am and I'm going to explore that path. Absolutely. 1000% agree. Yes. Very good. So as a non-fan and a fan, we can agree on our appreciation of her. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, let's see. That was listen. We had to watch, we had to listen. Uh, we have life. lives. We have no reads specifically. Um, I continue. I read through the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Mark today. Nice. I don't have anything I've shared with you. I don't have anything that I feel moved to share publicly yet. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. It's it's okay either way. Either way. Um, it was meaningful to me today, and I enjoyed it. And I hope that all of you find things that are meaningful to you that you can experience. And that you have someone to share them with, because I have Meg. She's mine. As much as I share her with all of you, she's mine. Um, Lifestyle. I don't have a specific thing there. Guess you have four-wheel drive vehicle, so you can go pick well, up your kids true. from daycare. Even if you live in Oklahoma, <laughs> the little bit of extra money's worth the convenience if it fits your budget. You liked it a little bit, didn't you? I did. I liked knowing that, as I saw other people having difficulty, that I could dodge them and have no difficulty of my own. I don't think I can really... For those of you who live in the North... Northeast, the parts of the country where snow is like, well, we're going to get some snow every single mm-hmm. winter. I don't think I can emphasize strongly enough how bad Oklahomans are at well, snow and ice. For those that live in the North, imagine uh, they, uh, all of you would have an imagination of the insanity of what a tornado is. Yes. People are, uh, people are afraid of tornadoes. You and yes, I are like... We're not because it's normal and part of life. And yeah. so likewise, we view snow the way you'd view a tornado. Right. So, yeah, if there were a tornado wheel drive vehicle and you had access to it, <laughs> then just imagine that. You need to get Ford or Chevy somebody to get on that tornado wheel drive vehicle. Anyway, yes. I think that's the only lifestyle we have right yes. now. Well, we have a, a sub-lifestyle. Yeah. Which is the daily bad present. Bad present. Not yes. our story. Although it could be. Yeah? Yes, absolutely. We have families that would probably pull oh, us off. Oh, totally. Several, ugh, I'm much mouthy today. Several years ago, I got a shake weight for Christmas. We all know what that is, I hope. When I opened it, my stepdad yelled something. I've, I have edited the telling of this story to be appropriate for the show. When I opened it, my stepdad yelled something sexually explicit about the gift while making explicit hand gestures. Oh, dear. And if you know what a shake weight is, you know what was going on. Oh, yeah. This was all in front of my grandparents. Just to clarify again, these bad present stories, they're not ours. They're not ours, but... You found them on the internet. This one's really close to some life experiences. Ooh, I could see this happening. So... St. Adelaide, pray for us. <laughs> pray for you us. You who are the saint of in-laws and In-law such. problems. Okay. Yes. Well, is that everything? I think it is. Okay. Truly, may you have an awesome today.
would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. Chocolate-covered fish sticks may or may not be good. The same could be said of veal liver creme brulee. Either one might be worth the experience. I don't judge. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.